podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Dean Show here on podcastjuice.net. And uh, yeah, I got that in my voice today. I'm feeling a little something. So there you go. Joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy Insect. How are you, sir? Uh, got my computer keyboard back together. Taking the tour of Sunset Sound next week. Life is good. What? Oh, I got it like that. You just drop that in there like that. Please explain. Well, uh, my client, <clears throat> Mr. Josh Williams, is down in L.A. And uh, he's doing some collaborating with other people. And they want you to look at different facilities. And I mentioned Sunset only because Susan Rogers mentioned it. And he's all, oh, let me give them a call. So he gave them a call, and they said, look, come take a tour. I'm like, shit, I can make that. Nice. All right. Oh, that's, uh, I would love to walk through that, through that spot. All right. Also joining us today, Mr. Sean Hill, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Another beautiful day in uh, Northern California. Hoping to get out and get into it a little later on, but I'm, I'm doing good. Stay up. He said, get out. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, so joining us today, Mr. Q. Star, 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 star. Wow. <laughs> the faux loco is present today. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, this evening, I am taking my son and my new little brother out to see Power Rangers. So I'm pretty excited and nervous about that. Why are you nervous? Well, you know, I am going. I, this this seven year old is. Um, I'm going to be a male influence to him, and you know that's a. I take that as a huge responsibility. So oh, you got this, Q. You can handle this. Don't even trip. And the first thing you're going to do is take him to Power Rangers. It's probably uh, going to blow your influence there, Q. <laughs> He's seven. What well, is it? A bad <laughs> movie? Some. <laughs> I, I I heard it was bad. I don't know. Oh. You know, I was thinking oh, about go. that or Boss Baby. Boss Baby might be better. Uh, go over the Power Rangers. Uh, you saw Boss Baby? Nah, but nah. come on, man. Kids don't want to see that. They want to see the action. These boys, man. You know, babies. Boss Baby was a... No, it beat... Um, Didn't it beat Ghost in the Shell? And the kids don't care about how much these movies make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming that means more people took their kids to see it than... Seven-year-old boys, they're going to want to see some action, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know how I, I you know how Power Rangers are? They kick 99 butts and nobody gets hurt. Yeah. You know? I think y'all underselling. You know, I, I remember my son, he was like, oh, Boss Baby. And his friends, they were like, we're going to go see that. Well, I can't I, call it. I'm just telling you from my, hey, go with what you feel. I was going to throw a joke, but that was under the, under the table and uncalled for. <laughs> So do it. Wow. Do what really? you do. As we always say, do you. <laughs> do you, man. I ain't mad at you. I was thinking about taking him to see Kong, but I figured his mother might not like because mm. uh, it was kind of violent. They no, would Kong enjoy that violent. too, but uh, you, 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 you're a better gauge. You, you're, you're a dad, man. You, you Trust your judgment. All right. All right. Whatever you go. Shout out to Q, man. Big brother doing it big out here, helping these children. Gotta love now that. you gotta say it right. You gotta say chilling. Oh, sorry. Helping these chilling. No, these cheering. Cheering. You having them kids, and make sure you get them some sweet treats for the kids when you go to the movies. Sweet All right. Treats. 
Uh, let's get it in. Uh, so this week, uh, another new movie, uh, Ghost in a Shell, came out. Uh, Hollywood has been dropping a lot of movies, uh, at least that back in March. And uh, I guess this came out March. So yeah, man, March was a, quite the quite the month. Then we have what Logan, Kong, Ghost in the Shell. I know I'm missing some other ones. But, uh, a lot of big movies. But all right, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, this is based off of the anime. Uh, which is based off of the manga, uh, Ghost in the Shell. I think the movie, actually, the original movie came out in 1995 to great acclaim. It was one of the movies that really struck a chord here in America. You mean movie as a live action or movie as in uh, animated? Uh, as an animated movie. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that came out um, back in 95. Very influential movie. Here, here's what I want to do uh, about this movie. Let me let me review this sort of in two ways. First, I am going to review it as just a regular person uh, going into this. I'm going to just keep it straight, easy for you, straight to the point. You know, if you're not a fan of sci-fi type of movies, particularly those that have to deal with like computers and the cyberpunk type of stuff, I would say you know what. You can skip this one for now um, because it's not I, I don't know how enjoyable it will be for you. Uh, it straddles the line of being an action flick. There are definitely action elements in this, but there are also what I would say very sort of semi boring long sort of parts in here that I just feel like a regular person, if you're just going to the movies with your girlfriend, your wife, or somebody, you just want to get entertained, I would say go see something else. Okay? Uh, that's not a bad movie. It's just not the, uh, let's have a good time at the movies and enjoy some action sci-fi. It's a little different than that. Now, uh, if you are a sci-fi fan, which I am, I'm going to say it's a must-see. Uh, if you're into cyberpunk, which we don't get very many cyberpunk movies, it's a must-see. Uh, here's what works in this movie. Visually fantastic. The director, uh, Rupert Sanders, I tip my hat. The visuals and the world, fan-fucking-tastic. It looks incredible. Uh, here's a caveat, though. And this is... So I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm sort of on that next level type audience guy that I have a problem with the cinema a little bit because, you know, I watch this trailer like a lot of people, but I watch it, you know, I watch it on my computer. Uh, specifically, I'm looking on a Surface Pro. Uh, now, it's not a 4K display per se, but you can view super high resolution, you know, video on here. So when you look at it, when I look at the trailers on YouTube and stuff, it looks fantastic. I'm like, my God, I can stick my hand and touch the screen. Going to the movies. <laughs> it is like to me watching it, you know, if you have a TV in your living room and you've made the transition to HD as opposed to standard definition. Now, for me, I can obviously I can't go back to watching the, you know, it's the weird letterbox shape and it's kind of blurry, you know, and you're so used to seeing Blu-ray and all that kind of shit. And for some of those who have like 4K displays and HDR and all that, you already know you can't go backwards. 
I kind of felt like that at the theater. You know, I went to one of those, uh, was it Regal Cinemas, the RBX screen, so it's supposed to be heightened. You know, this this is basically a, a fuck you, this screen is better than the other ones. You know, we're fucking you on the other ones, so we're going to charge you even extra to show you what we should be showing you and all the other screens. I'm, I'm ranting. But anyway, so I paid the $20 to go in there and see this movie. $20. And it's in 3D. And when it comes on, the screen is kind of dark and it's like muddy to me because I'm so used to seeing those, the trailers was so high detail. <laughs> I was like, this is whack. And I'm like, the stuff that you see on the screen demands to be seen. Like, it just pops out. I, I see they shot it with the detail and it's just fantastic. So I was a little peeved about that. I was like, eh, I, I wait for the Blu-ray or whatever, the 4K. I just, this, you paid. This looks can, terrible. Can just, Go ahead. Can I just ask you real quick? You paid. $20 and this wasn't an IMAX feature? Well, that theater doesn't have IMAX. So, and again, again wow. I'm, I'm living in Seattle, Washington, so it's very expensive. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to let that rise and shit I can do about it at this point. But I was, I'm so, so, you know, when I see movies, I have to see them in certain ways because I, it's, I'll sit there and like, why do I see all the pixels or why is this sharp? It's not sharp. Why are they showing movies and it looks like this? So I'm a little on some other shit, admittedly. So when I'm looking at this, it's not as crispy as when you look at it on YouTube on a very nice display. So that was. So I say, as a sci-fi guy who loves these movies, go into a scene, but try and find the best theater that you know you can see it in that you like, because uh, you know it deserves that. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. She did a great job for what she was given. Uh, the movie, here's the thing, and I, I'm speaking to my to my, my sci-fi people. I'm gonna say, go watch it because it's it's a sight to to see. It looks visually beautiful. It's an art. It's a piece of art. Looking at it, I have the same problems with this movie live action version as I have with the original anime version. The movie is boring. <laughs> There are times when I was, it tries to go into this, and I know there's people who live by the other movie, so you can say what you want. There's parts in that movie where they get into all that psychobabble type of stuff and a deeper meaning of having a, you know, your soul in a robot body. And that stuff kind of bored me. I'm just keeping 100. So the same stuff that bored me in that, it sort of bores me in this. Though they turn turn it down a little bit in the movie because it has to make it for American audiences and it can't go too overboard. But I still kind of was like, eh, get on with it. So I can't fault the movie for actually doing sort of what the original does because they both had that problem to me. Back when that original one came out and later after that, you know, I bought that movie on DVD at the time. I used to watch it repeatedly, but I would watch it kind of the same way I watched Batman v Superman. I'd only watch certain parts. It was the parts that I liked. So the parts that I loved in the original, which are the action parts, they are somewhat recreated in this movie. And they look as spectacular and and as the same as they do on the anime version. And I'll tip my hat to them for that because I was like, okay, y'all did it. You took the anime action and you made it, you know, CGI allows you to do that now. It was dope. It was cool. Uh, So they did a good job with that. Um, the thing about this movie, oh, so so to say, is for sci-fi people, yeah, go watch it. Uh, for my anime people, 
with the whitewashing and all this. Listen, I'm going to say go watch it only because I want this to be somewhat successful so that they, America, will go and do Robotech and the other ones. That's why. Will some of people have a problem with them changing the race? Yes, you can. I can understand that. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but they they slickly explain why she's white. <laughs> and I was like, really? When they do that, I was like, okay, that's funny. I just said, it, that's funny. Uh, but I'm not going to spoil that. But they, they, they actually have a, an out for why she is, she's a white person. So, okay. Uh, they recreate some of the classic characters from the anime. Okay. They did a good job. Uh, but again, to me, it's the same issues that I had with the original. It gets boring sometimes. And this is the same one. This is, to me, like a better version with more money and ten times the effects of Johnny Mnemonic. For those who remember that movie. And that movie was a trap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're going back to Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> but for some people back then... It was a Phantom Menace type of movie because they didn't want to acknowledge that it was whack. They just loved seeing cyberpunk stuff, so they rolled with it for a while. And I was kind of one of the people that I went to go see it anyway. I think I saw it maybe twice just because I was into that genre so much that I'd accept subpar. This is not subpar, but this is not blockbuster type of movie. And I don't think Ghost in the Shell, the original one, was either, you know. but what Ghost, what Ghost in the Shell was, the original one, it was highly influential. And at the time it came out, we hadn't really seen that before. So obviously, well, not obvious for some people, but it goes on to influence the Matrix. You know, a lot of that is pulling from Ghost in the Shell. So imagine how influential the Matrix goes to be for cinema at that time. And we're what? It's 2017. So I think the problem with this movie is if this movie had been done... 10, 15 years ago or more, people would have probably been like, whoa. But because we have seen its influences in so much of our cinema, you'll look at this and like, you'll think this is a Matrix knockoff or something else, when actually all those movies are knocked off of this. So it's a little late to the party, but I respect uh, DreamWorks and Spielberg and them for at least just dumping the money to do it anyway. Because again, it looks fantastic. They did a fucking great job. I can't take that away from it. I will buy this movie on Blu-ray just so I can look at it because I think it looks dope. All of the uh, argumented reality stuff and the VR and the, just the imagery is fantastic. The action and stuff is fantastic. It's just that the story is a whole hum story and it ain't really nothing. It ain't nothing new. So save your money. But, it ain't what? Ain't ain't nothing new. Nothing new. They ain't saying nothing new. <laughs> Shout out to KRS-One and Just Ice. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, there's a shot, I, I, from what I remember in the trailer, of, uh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. She's got this badass superhero pole, legs spread wide, and I guess she's standing in a pool of water or something. Yes, straight from the anime. I was going to say, that looks like a pose. That's, yeah, I mean, now, anime is a lot of cyberpunk. The Matrix is cyberpunk, right? Yes, I would be, say that. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm trying to. Yeah, all right. So yeah. would Blade Runner be cyberpunk as well? Oh, of course. Oh. Yeah, one of the greats. <laughs> all right. Yeah. What exactly? Since Q has opened the door, 
What exactly is cyberpunk? Cyberpunk is well, I, I hate to just say Blade Runner, but it's the it's it's stories that have to deal with probably like hacking, um, like consciousness in the, the machines, uh, the robotic stuff. It usually has the landscape of the city. It's like it seems like overpopulated, and there's like a lot of advertising and VR and different things going on. So the imagery that you when you look at Blade Runner and you see when he's flying through the city and all that, that's that cyberpunk look, you know. Uh, same with the Matrix in terms of the dystopian type of stuff. Um, so, so any like of, Akira, something like that. Uh, I wouldn't call that cyberpunk, but uh, you know, I think well, the the Neo Tokyo landscape would fit into cyberpunk. So yeah, and a lot of it you'll see it has very much, you know, Japanese influences. You always tend to see that Japanese sort of predominantly uh, control things in a lot of cyberpunk in terms of society. I don't know what that comes from, but it's very interesting that almost all of them sort of have that feel to it a little bit. But yeah, that's, that's cyberpunk. You're going to see, uh, there's another big movie coming, ready player one, which I think Spielberg is doing, uh, which will sort of fit into that cyberpunk VR hacking into the machine type stuff. Um, and so, you know, this is one of the granddaddies of cyberpunk. But I just, again, uh, in 2017, we've seen so much influenced by it. It's, it's like you'll, you'll think that this is copying The Matrix or something. Uh, when, you know, The Matrix, how they have the plugs in the back of their neck. Yeah. You know, they got that from Ghost in the Shell. You know, Ghost in the Shell, they have the plugs in the back of their neck and, and you know, putting themselves into bodies and that type, type of thing. What was that movie that came out with? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, let's say it came out two, three years ago with Alicia Vikander. She's an android or something in some underground facility. Or, you talk about Ex Machina? What? Ex Machina? Yes, that yeah. that would be cyberpunk, right? Uh, yeah, that, that would kind of fit that in there. That was a great movie. So, yeah, Ghost in the Show, like I said, uh, it, it looks fantastic, uh, but you might want to save your money. Unless you're a hardcore sci-fi cat that just goes, you got to go see him anyway for yourself in the big screen, then, then I would say, yeah. Um, that's the thing. That's interesting how you word that, because I would consider myself a sci-fi fan, but I still don't, that doesn't mean I want to see bad sci-fi. Well, I w- I'm saying for the guys, for the sci-fi fans who, like for me, uh, looked at Jupiter Ascending and, and know that it's going to be some bullshit, and can see the reviews that's on some bullshit, but it looks fantastic. So you have to go see it. You just got to, you know, it's like, hey, well, I got to pay my dues. You know, take one for the team. So if you're not wanting to take one for the team, cats, then yeah, don't, you know, don't, don't go see it. That's what I'm talking about. Like, this is one of those movies to me, like, it's ghost. First of all, it says Ghost in the Shell. So from our sci fi cats who know what that is, you go on GP. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let me go check this shit out. They, they taking something that's highly coveted in the in the genre. You have to go see it. It could be terrible, but you're gonna go see it. And if Ghost in the Shell don't mean nothing to you, if somebody says that, then I would say, yeah, you don't even need to. There's really no. You could catch this later. You know, but it'd be just the same as if somebody said, uh, uh, "What's an obscure sort of thing that's." For people in the in that they just they it's it's all they end all to be all. I don't know. What's a comic book property that hasn't been made, 
but it's one of the best of all times. Like if somebody said Sandman or something, and if you were a true comic head, you probably let me go see this shit. <laughs> this shit might be some bullshit, but it's Sandman. And, you know, right, let me go check that out. <laughs> yeah, kind of like when I went to see Batman v Superman. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah you kind of lost with Sandman. I, I have to pass on that. I, I tried to read that a couple times. It's just not my thing. It, it's not or, mine either. But you know what I mean, though. It's one of those yeah, things that is, yeah. you know. It's part of the team, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like when I tried to watch Preacher on AMC. You know, I got to admit, Preacher was kind of foul. I was, I was disappointed. But you had to watch. You had to check it out, though, didn't you? Like you yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see what I'm saying? I gave it a few weeks. <laughs> so this is in the same boat. Um, so there you go. But uh, like I said, Scarlet and her character doesn't have a lot of emotion anyway. So and I, I don't expect her to be doing all this, saying a whole bunch of shit and doing... You know, she's a fucking robot, uh, a person put in a robot. So, but it, again, look great. The only thing they was missing, <laughs> if you, you know, you've seen the shots where she takes, where she has that white thing on. She's like naked. Yeah. The only thing that's missing is the actual nipples. But of course, they weren't going to put that on the live action movie. With, so I'm not mad at that. But everything. I assume, I assume the clamshell is missing, too. The clamshell? Okay. Uh, if I have to explain it, let's just move on. Okay. The peach, the Georgia peach. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't show that in the anime. But yeah. <laughs> Wrong Tyra, Thai massage place. But anyway. Why, see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. What, I wanted to also add the, the whitewashing thing. Uh, I'll put a link to it on the show notes. But there's a great YouTube video of a Japanese guy in Japan, I assume. He's asking Japanese people who are familiar with Ghost in the Shell and even Death Note for that matter, what do they think of this whitewashing controversy or what do they even think of just these actors playing these roles? And the answers these people give are quite surprising to me. Uh, They have no problem with it for the most part. Uh, He didn't even mention the whitewashing. He just asked them, like, what do you think of these casting? They had no problem. They were like, well, here's the controversy in America. Why do you think they feel this way? it's interesting that they didn't have any problem with it at all uh, and, and liked it. Um, so I wonder if whitewashing, and I'm asking a question, I wonder if whitewashing is more a problem here in America. Is it because we're so like over sensitive uh, to racial type of stuff that we, you know, people want to jump out in front of it and Oh, this is such and such. And I'm, what do you guys think? I think it's along something that Ant and I touched on a little bit uh, in the conversation. I think, oh, Ant, you here? Yes, I am. Excellent. I think it's a lot of people who are making the com- complaints but aren't supporting the product. You know, a lot of people now are saying the same thing about Marvel's choices in their diversity, but sales are all time low. So I'm sure Marvel's sitting around thinking, well, if people are making all this racket about it, why aren't, why aren't my sales going up? It could be the same type of premise. Hmm. I don't see. I, I don't see the correlation between having to spend your money on something and being offended by something that's racist or not, maybe not racist. Yeah. Racist. I disagree completely. You know, the best way to you know be heard is, you know, let your money talk. You know, if you're down with it, great. If you're not, don't support it. Period. Right. I, I, and I think a lot of people are 
Well, I don't know. I can't say a lot of people are boycotting it, but I don't well, know. A lot of people aren't supporting a, the vast majority of Marvel books. You know, and again, let me be clear here. No one is saying that uh, trying to expand diversity is a bad thing, but the way they are going about it in certain instances is obvious pandering. And granted, there's a vocal group out there, but, uh, you know, again, that group ain't buying books. I, I think the whole thing is, and we talked about it offline just before we went on air. If, you, if you're in a country where you dominate the racial makeup, it probably won't bother you that much because you know you, you're solid. You, you, your society is going to stay on code. This, putting this white woman in a Japanese shell, if you will, pardon the pun, that you know that's not going to affect you. That's not going to affect your code, so it probably wouldn't wouldn't uh, bother you. Also, when you see, and this is just anecdotal, I'm not saying it's across the board, but when you see uh, uh, people of Asian descent, you know, uh, bleaching their hair and get trying to uh, glomming onto American pop bleaching culture. Bleaching their hair? I don't know where bleaching <laughs> bleaching their hair, uh, tinting their hair, lightening their hair. Yes. Um, it tells me that they kind of admire pop zeitgeist of America. So maybe they welcome it. Or you do know some Asians are born with lighter hair and some Asians probably just want to change it up a little bit. I don't think it has a Western influence or they want to be like them. Well, I see I've, I see Asians even over here with bleach blonde hair. I don't okay. think they're born that way. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't mean that they're trying to be white. I didn't say it did, but I'm I'm giving you my supposition. And I, I I said this is just anecdotal. Like I prefaced it with that, but that's All what right. I think. All right, uh, Sean, what do you think? Any, any thoughts? Sean, here are you there? Okay. <laughs> They got, him. they got him. They got him. <laughs> the, the Yakuza got him. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, uh, I, I still agree. Because it was something you said a couple years ago when it was first mentioned that uh, Mike, when it was first mentioned that they were going to do Ghost in the Shell and that they were casting a, they were looking at Scarlett Johansson. You said. The film's already, the property already has been adapted in Japan for a live action. And then the more research I've done, there have been hundreds of films adapted from one country to the other. So I, I keep saying, why is this supposedly a whitewashing issue and not an adaptation issue? They adapted the Seven Samurais. They have adapted, um, what was the, in, Inferno, is it Inferno Affairs? Um, I've seen, I, I posted... Internal affairs. They, I posted in uh, in one group where there were s- I saw several uh, Western films adapted to uh, China and to Hong and to Japan and to Korea. And guess what? They didn't have white people in those lead roles. So I'm just saying it's just one one studio saw a property in another country. Hey, let's bring that here and see if we can make money. Of course they're going to go with their native actors over getting the original source actors. Well, you bring up a good point. Um, and I, you know, I kind of, to me, it's like the same way you brought up Magnificent Seven. Obviously, it's the Seven Samurais. It's our adaption. We made it made into a Western, but it's, you know, I'm, and I wasn't around back then when they came out. But I don't really ever hear when people 
mention that film and people heralded that film a lot that they say it was whitewashing. Um, but again, I don't think that was the climate back then, right? No one was that hypersensitive to, to mention these types of things. Um, I mean, even that movie, we just had Denzel Washington play in it, a, a remake of, of that movie, which is based off a of Japanese property. Uh, and then Internal Affairs, again, no one really went in and said that that was a white version of da da da. You know, it was a great movie. So I don't know. Like I said, I think a lot of it, too, is just a different climate right now where we're just, you know, race is such a big thing. And people, oh, it's not authentic. It's not the real deal. But I think in Ghost in the Shell situation, when you go to the people who who actually know that property, a lot of let's be honest, most Americans, unless you was in the anime and manga, you don't know nothing about that. Uh, So the general people probably had no idea. But the ones who really know about ghost in the shell who have seen the countless movies and the tv series they have no problem with it and can go to what q said is you know maybe they just feel like hey uh it is what it is now i'm looking at the comments of the people on the street they think it looks beautiful and she looks great in the role you know why wouldn't she play the role uh i don't think but again i don't think that race is a big issue over there because it's their country <laughs> they, like, <laughs> it ain't changing nothing over here. So what? They'll probably, you know, when I looked at that movie and you look at who funded that movie, who's making it, it's a Shanghai movie. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a movie made with Spielberg and Asian money companies. So I would imagine the movie would be very well received over there. Uh, it seemed like it's made for them. Actually, America is not up on Ghost in the Shell like that in the first place. Then people don't run around watching the original one like that. So... Uh, I think to me a lot of it is again we just so caught up in that type of dialogue anything that seems like it would fit that narrative oh yeah let's jump on that whether it's justified or not uh, Death Note yeah they even asked him about Death Note in that same video and they were like well I mean, we had our version already <laughs> so, well, and but <laughs> now I know I, I'm a super fan of Death Note I question the changes they make to it, not necessarily the race. I, I assume they're not going to put an Asian person in the lead of a Hollywood movie or TV show. And I always I ask the question, what was the last four or five big budgeted box office successes that had Asian, non-whites or blacks in the lead? I don't think there have been any, which sucks, but that's just a fact of American box office. They ain't... They ain't if it's not, if it ain't on some kung fu, they ain't putting them on there. You can go back to what Geisha was probably the last one that I can kind of remember that was a serious movie, but it was on their culture, so you had to cast them. But Are you I, talking about uh, the Geisha story, the life of a Geisha? Mem- yeah, that's mem- a, mem- that, that, that movie. Memories of a much, Geisha. That movie gets much play in my household. I don't watch it, but oh. But I'm just saying, like, when was the other last movies that had, you know, Asian actors in the lead that wasn't on Kung Fu, on some Kung Fu shit? Oh, uh, I was about to say, Cal, uh, uh, what was it? Hidden Dragon or whatever that was called. <laughs> yeah, was Crouching Tiger? On some Kung Fu Kaj- shit. Yeah, Crouching Tiger. Yeah, but it's Kung Fu. <laughs> like, you get, and so, I mean, you know, and we don't even really have, I mean, who are, are the leading Asian actors? Jackie Chan. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, they had my man in uh, Star Wars, but what was he doing in that movie? He's on, yeah. he on some kung fu shit. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, if you wanted to, be, if you were real hardcore fighting for the people, you would, you would, you wouldn't even support that because it's a stereotypical role for Asians. That would be like if it was some movie, and blacks was just relegated to playing basketball in movies, and they had a Star Wars movie, <laughs> and it was on some basketball space league, and the nigga was in there. Dunkin' Hoops talking about I'm using the force. <laughs> People be like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Why we gotta be the ones dunking all the time? Well, that's what you do. Well, hell, you had the, the popular basketball movie White Man Can't Jump. So <laughs> even then, you know, Wesley was a supporting role. Right. Well, I'm saying if that was the only characterization in the movies that we had, that's the only characterization for the most part they have is on some Kung Fu shit. But we don't have nobody bats an eye about that. No, I mean at least we don't. Well, you like got that. um, you do have Hawaii Hawaii Five O. Was that? Yeah, Hawaii Five O. You had the uh, the main character from Lost. What's his name? They were main. Well, I don't remember his name only because Lost. Oh, Daniel Day Kim. Okay. Daniel Day Kim was the actor. I don't remember the character's name. No, I was asking the actor's name. So you got one. I think he, I think he plays Chin. Good guess, right? Wow. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I'm just saying that's the character. Name. Play, I think you, I, I'll guess oh, it was Fong. So, so I think Lee? I think it's Chen. No, for real, I think it's Chen. Okay. Oh, that's that's one I've never seen I'm that sure show. There, I'm sure there are more. Just can't think of. Them. I'm sure there are. Then you got the move, the show Fresh Off the Boat. Okay, that's 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 one. I'll give you that one. But again, you have to. It's, it's, it's based on a real person. So, and, and a shout out to that dude because he's about hip hop culture. So no, no, don't shout. No, don't shout him. I know you. I, hey, I'm not tripping. I, I know what he Wait said. Is I there know, beef? I know what he said. That, he says, hey, B, but he said some slick shit. He did say some slick shit. I ain't going to lie. But wait, wait, who are we talking about? What y'all talking what about? What yeah. Go. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not Eddie Hong. I, I, can look, I can look it up. But, but which man are we talking about? Who we Eddie Hong. That's the, the guy that the, Fresh Off the Boat is based off of his childhood. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. In fact, he said it on your boy's show. He, I, I remember he was on the show, and what I thought of him was, okay, here's a guy who is trying to be hip-hop. I'm, I'm not mad at him, oh, whatever. Man, I don't remember him saying anything anything. Uh, Anything derisive or derogatory? What did he say? Well, he'll look it up. We'll, we'll speculate. But so, yeah, I mean, there isn't that many. It's sort of the point, like, uh, which is which is sad. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of talent there. Now, now you look at their own industry; they shine and they got their own. But maybe that's the point. They don't. They're not tripping to be in America because they have their own country and their own movie industry that they're highly successful in. And so they don't, what, they what, don't what, need our cosign, I guess. What was my man's name in, in Godzilla? Let them fight. <laughs> what, what was his name? I don't know his name. I forget his name. Wow. He, was the same, he was the same guy in Last Samurai, right? Yeah. They always let one in. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it, it's not, no, it's not Cho Young Fat, is it? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Oh, it's, uh, maybe it's this big D. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Juvenile humor all all times. 
Well, all right. Here's a lot he said on uh, Real Time with Bill Maher. Surprise, surprise. He's like, Asian men have been... Asian men have been emasculated so much in America that we're basically treated like black women. It's just oh. like, it's just like, wait, what? Okay, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shit on black women to get your point across. Okay, well, I mean, are black women uplifted in this society? I, what's I don't? What am I supposed to be upset about? Well, I guess you're not offended, so no, no, why? Don't I? No, I, why? I tell me why I should be offended. So. I'm not a black woman. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> what do you say? What did Mike say? Oh, kick the baseline in for you. So <laughs> train. I'm 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 curiously asking why is that offensive? Okay, do you have to get your point about cross about how bad you are treated by saying we're treated bad as black women and like they ain't shit. Essentially, is what he said. Like, but black women are treated. He uses he he compares the plight of Asian men to that of another race. Like, yeah, and this is how bad they are and how why bad they're wrong? treated. Explain why that's wrong. Because don't you don't have. Because you don't have to. You don't have to. Why you don't have to. You well, don't here, have to right, real quick, just on a an argument would be to say he's not. He hasn't been a slave, or he's not getting. You know. He's not being sort of pushed to the side in, in, in this society, as some would rightly say some black, not some, but black people have been uh, in America th- for a very long time. Um, and he, you know, on one hand, he has a TV show <laughs> based on his life. So to, for him to sort of compare himself to, you know, again, using a trigger word. What's the trigger word? Uh, well, the same black women in, in the plights of blacks would be the same as he's saying that Asian men have been demasculated, which I don't necessarily agree with that. But you don't think Asian men have been Eddie Murphy emasculated men for generations with that whole rice stick joke? Are you kidding? Yeah, I don't. I, I just said I don't. Uh, I'm bre- not Breakfast with Tiffany. Uh, what's, what was the guy's name? Uh, uh, Sean, help me out. The guy, uh, Andy he said, Sean, Rooney. help me. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey, no, no, Mickey, Mickey Rooney. The, the role that he played in Breakfast with Tiffany, that was emasculating. Anytime you see a Western with Chinamen going into the mines, that's emasculating. And I don't compare that with black people. I, but that's okay. me. I, you, I you asked I don't know for, why not. <laughs> why not? I don't, well, I don't understand. Okay. I, hey, right. obviously there's a, there was a controversy about it. Maybe you don't understand what it was, but there was one. Which no, I understand what brought- it is. I just think we need to try to be more discerning and not get offended by when we and and try to see the bigger point that the person is making. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like the Japanese people are like, okay, I, n- now that's how they feel, and I understand. I can draw from that that they're they're not going to get offended because Scarlett Johansson was cast in the role because they they're cool. I, I, we we solid. Fine, that's not going to destroy us. Just like every time someone compares themselves to us, it shouldn't destroy us. Well, again, to go back to your point about Japanese, they can say that because they have their own situation. <laughs> so you're not going to come over and disrupt Japanese the country, Japanese culture, or the economics of what's going on over there. They don't even have to see that movie, right? So of course, it's not going to bother them. So you can't. I don't see how you could compare. Unfortunately, a lot of blacks are not uh, united enough. To have their own infrastructure, to make yeah. to make the same 
statements that they would say from people who do have their own infrastructure. So, but, so I don't see it the same as that. I don't know if that's what you were saying, but I'm just kind of what I'm saying. I'm just saying that sometimes we get in our feelings quite a bit. I, I would agree. And this is no one argument of those times. there. No argument this is there. This is, and I would agree with is, you. That's true. This is one of those times when he decides that, you know, I just not only can I talk about the plight of my Asian men and us being emasculated, but you, we need to compare it to black women because they ain't shit either. Like, what the fuck out of here? Are black women treated like, are they treated like, are black women afforded the same opportunities as white women in this country? No. So what's the big deal with him saying that? He's just making an observation that's true. Well, why would you expect black women to be treated the same as white women? It's not about, it's not, why is it about expectation? It's about him oh. stating fact. Okay. Well, it, it, I, the thing is, to me personally, I'm not disputing his fact or if your opinion of his fact. But I think, to me, I think what happened was him being from the culture. And I use that loosely, and I'm going to say hip hop culture because he is a, he's definitely part of that. I think he misspoke in terms of his relationship and how that is going to be perceived. Whether or not what he said could be perceived as the truth or not, there's certain truths you can say out in the marketplace that you know they'll come back to bite you in the ass for. Like you can say what you want to say, but understand there might be some blowback. So that's what I think happens. It's just whether it's it, it, people can be or people are going to be in their feelings. It's like you can say something that is going to bring somebody in their feelings and you could tell them the truth. But the thing is, is like if if you sort of fall on those people to make your situation successful and you care about what they think, I would think you're going to think twice before they may not be ready to hear that truth. Or you may want to word it a certain way so that it doesn't come off wrong. That's all. Well, I, I, just not I, 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 I don't understand. In, in 1992. Chris Rock was it Chris Rock or Ar- no, I think it was Chris Rock no, um, not Chris Chris Tucker he associated Bill Clinton with black folks by saying he's the first black president that's okay but no, when no. this guy when this guy associates oppression with us we are oppressed oh well we that's that's not no that doesn't get a pass it doesn't oh, make any I, sense I, I'm not giving Chris Tucker a pass I, I don't give, my, I don't give Chris Tucker a pass either so. well a lot of people did I'm just letting you know Okay, I'm letting you know I did. Okay, well, but again, that was in 1992. Majority rules. I'm just saying, a lot of people did. Oh no! I, 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 hey, but the thing about it is, there's a two different things. One is a guy who was a part of what he's talking about, so he's going to get a pass from some certain people. If a black person, just like a black person, right or wrong, says the n word, white person cannot say that, right? Why does he get a pass and he doesn't? Well, he's a. They see him as a part of the culture. Chris Tucker at that time, what he says, they're going to give him a but pass. But you are. But we acknowledge. Doesn't mean that, what he says is stupid. But we've all acknowledged that Eddie Wong was a part of the culture too. So why can't he I say said it? loosely a part of hip hop culture? Okay. And I all said right. by him being a part of that, he should know <laughs> okay. that when he says something like that about black people, and he knows he's not a stupid dude, he should know that they're going to come back on you about that. I think he got caught in the moment of where he was at and who he was talking to. And he just kind yep. of started talking loose. I think it just shows Funny how, how Bill Maher brings that out of people. I, I, I'm just, I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna say it just shows how ridiculous we can be and how confusing we can be. Uh, I would agree. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> I would agree, but it don't change nothing. But I agree. 
It sure does. It, that's the sad thing. It doesn't change. <laughs> it don't thing. change nothing. And nothing people are going to be reactionary. Change. People will always will be change. reactionary and in their feelings. And when you say something that people think out of line, if you're dealing with people that somebody's not thinking on a rational level, then they're going to react, react, unreactional, unrational. That's why, that's why we'll never unite. It might. Okay. Well, I don't believe that. I don't think we're being irrational, but I wouldn't say a blanket statement. That's why we're not going to unite. We're not going to unite because of all of the pain and bullshit that had happened and the brainwashing, not because we, <laughs> if we keep arguing over, <laughs> if we keep all, if we keep getting upset over these, uh, ridiculous bullshit and non-traversies, we're not going to unite. Right. But it's not because we're not irrational. There's a reason why we act this way. It is. I think it is irrational. But, but there's a reason why you don't address the reason why you can't have, you can't have uh, understanding if you don't deal with why you have a problem in the first place. Right. Because you're just going to continue. You're never going to fix the problem. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think what's what's missing is an understanding or discernment of what the problem is. Right. And there's a reason why we are feeling that way. When I say we, I'm speaking sort of in general terms. But there's a reason why there isn't the discernment, right? So I understand. If we can't, if we can't I'm de- saying- so if we can't deal with why they are, why we or they act like that, yeah, we can sit there and tell you the symptoms of what the problem is. But again, we know why we have. We know what it would take to solve it. But you can't expect to have knowledge if the people are raised wrong, in a sense, right? Right. If they're raised wrong. If everything they've understood has been sort of stilted and they're dealing with never dealt with the issues, we can't expect them to all of a sudden be a genius. I understand. You're absolutely right. That's why we ha- that's my point. We have to change the understanding. Fight your battles. Don't be getting caught up in small level bullshit. Fight the true enemy. That's what I'm saying. He, well, Eddie Wong is not the enemy. Oh no, he's not. But again, you, you can't fight. But we're the getting truth caught up like he is the enemy because of our problems. Right, they're our problems. Exactly, our problems. Now, I don't know why you see the other problem. You want to keep having the last word, even though you're repeating the same thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said I agreed with you early on. on. So I, all I right, hear you what keep, you're saying. I right, don't know so if you're then you, what I'm saying. I, no, I heard what you said. I agree with you early on. Okay. <laughs> but it's okay. like I said, if you want to have the last word, you're going to keep saying something after time, every time I say something. All right. Any other last comments on whitewashing before we move on to something else? I'm good. All right. All right. Uh, man, what's say So we kind of. I am here. To that one kind of long. Uh, what else can we get into quickly? Oh, um. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> so a recent picture. Speaking of black women in their feelings, hilarious. So a recent picture uh, hit the net of uh, the cast of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air posing together in a picture. I I want to say it was for some sort of charity event or something. Uh, I don't have the, the yeah for um, Karen Parsons Hillary's uh, charity. Oh okay, and. Uh, so that went online and that went viral. Um, obviously, it was a, that, that show was very popular. It went on for, what, six seasons. And one of the stars of the show, uh, 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 and I use that word loosely and unloosely, uh, she played the Aunt Viv character. She was the original actress uh, who played Aunt Viv, Janet Hubert. If I'm saying her name right. She, she went to uh, social media and uh, I guess you could say attacked Alfonso Rivero, Romero. How do I say his name? 
Ribeiro. 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 <laughs> how come I never? I always thought they were saying. I remember. See, I, I'm old school. Well, I know him from the breaking boards. You know, Michael Jackson video. Alfonso Rivero's breaking board. Call now. You can learn all the moves. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that's how I know him. I always associate him with that. So he's always been a part of the game to me. Like, he just gets a pass, period. But she came out. And, and, and let me read you what she said here, just the first part. Because I think if, if anyone <laughs> said this reversed, it would be on some other shit. But she comes and says, I know the media hoe, Alfonso Rivero, has posted his so-called reunion photo. I'll stop right there. She call him a media hoe? Media yes, hoe. Now, I'm just saying, if this had been Alfonso Rivero and Janet Hubert posted some picture and he just came out and said, I know that media hoe, he'd be over. All hell would break loose. <laughs> he'd be done. They'd come at his ass. So I kind of take issue like you can even come out and say some crazy shit like that. Uh, and then she calls, I guess, Will Smith an ass wipe. <sighs> oh, no, I'm saying she says he was always the ass wipe for Will. <laughs> come on. Wow. Sit, listen, now, I, you know, we've heard before that there's been there was some rumblings that she was fired because she didn't get along with Will or like <laughs> or, or, or Will, you know, was the star of the show and she wanted to have more say in this sort of situation. So she only lasted on the show for what, three seasons? And then yes, and they, they brought in somebody else and the show went on for three seasons. But here's my thing, I'm gonna go to you guys. <clears throat> and she's going in on Will Smith and all that. When you look she at didn't call Will Smith and ask for why she called Ribeiro and that. Right, that's what I said. Oh um, all right. Now, if you look at her career, if you look on Wikipedia, it seems to show that I think the last thing she did in the public was in 2011, 2010, maybe further back. I'm not sure. Alfonso Rivero. House of Pain. What year was that? What is this? 2011. Jump around video? 2011. Okay. No, Mark. No, no. No, no, Mark. Yeah. Uh, Now, Alfonso. I believe he's still doing stuff damn near to this day. Well, he's doing America's Fun videos. Right. He's he's getting, check getting checks to this day. <laughs> he's a part of the game to this day. To me, I don't know how he's a media hole. He's, he's out here doing work. He's still working. There's obviously people who want to see him. Where you been in? You're mad because uh, I'm assuming you felt like Will Smith was too big for his britches behind the scenes and you wasn't going to stand for it. News flash. The name of the show is called The Fresh Prince, not The Fresh Mama. Fresh Viv. The story is about him. He's the star. You ain't going to never be as big as him on the show. Ever. Matter of fact, what did they do? Get her out of here. <laughs> Bring in the next one. It ain't stopping nothing. So coming out in 2017, when they didn't invite you, of course they're not going to invite you. You played yourself. 
Why are you mad? You make yourself look more ridiculous by these antics because ain't nobody going to want to deal with you. If they ever do, which I wouldn't be surprised if they ever do it someday, do a new TV series and like they'll have Will Be the Uncle or something, right? I could actually see that happen. I could see Netflix just cashing them a fat-ass check to everybody involved. Bring them on for one season. Let's get this paper. You know you ain't going to be a part of it. Nope. So I, that would be a no. So I, anyway, what did y'all think about that? I'm just ranting, but she looks crazy out here. Man. Well, it's easy. Listen, <clears throat> yeah, on the face of it, she does look crazy, but we don't know what she went through on that set. Oh, come. You know. That was a 1992. Anything she would have gone through could be over by now. Exactly. Move I'm on. just saying, I, I wouldn't comport myself in this manner, but I'm just, she may have gone through hell on, you know, dealing with Will's ego. Who knows? It may be so. And what's next? So you ain't the first, you definitely ain't the last. You don't think there's been an over egoized star of a show? That's part of the game. <laughs> you That's just play, play your position. Do you want this check? You don't. You think you better? Bye. This show ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you are. It, my, my thing, my rebuttal to um, to Q is, is like nobody else has came out publicly and said any of this about Will. And I don't know how many of them have. I don't know the last time Uncle Phil, Hillary, Jeffrey, um, uh, what was the, the little girl, Tatiana Lee, have eaten off of Will Smith. And yet none of them has decided to come out on public and say, yeah, Janet wasn't lying. He was an ass. None of them. Well, they ain't going to do that because they're smart. I'm just saying, let's just assume well, he was an ass, to- but they wouldn't do that because they want to keep getting paid and they want to be in the game. By the gonna- same token, no one spoke out against Bill Cosby on the Cosby show. That doesn't mean Cosby wasn't wrong. What do you mean spoke out against What him? are you talking about? They all kept quiet about Bill Cosby and if it, what he did was true. They all kept quiet just because those guys you just named are being quiet doesn't mean she wasn't being mistreated on the set. Okay, but aren't well, that, some, aren't, have, but aren't some of them coming out that. now making statements that what they've seen? What I'm saying is, since the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I can't remember the last time Hillary and Ashley and Carlton and Jeffrey have eaten off of Will, none of them have come out and said anything antagonistic towards him. Now, I mean, and you I'm, mentioned Cosby, but I'm saying people actually have come out since then and said statements about him. Well, it, okay. It's a diff- some people spoke up sooner. That, all I'm saying is <laughs> that none of, us, none of us. What are you talking about? I'm saying people have not spoken out about Cosby, and you're saying, well, they have now. Okay, great. Maybe these people you named on the Fresh Prince will speak out later. Okay, okay. so it's just a time it's, it's thing. A hypothetical Good, thing. Well done. Hypothetical. All I'm saying is that it's, it's just because people are quiet doesn't mean there's not fire there. That's all I'm saying. Right. I'm saying, but let's just assume there is fire there. So what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it in your best interest? Well, I said, I said I wouldn't behave this way, but I, I can't put how I would behave on her. I think she is looking foolish, but maybe there's something there that she needs to get out. She needs help. Maybe she was mistreated. Oh, so my thing is, maybe she was. Let's just say she was, right? Uh, in the business, in any business world, you going out blasting 
calling your ex coworkers media hoes and ass wipes. When is that ever good for you in any business that you're going to be in to deal with the issues never, that you Mike, that you I have? never said it was good. You see, you know, I never said she's doing behaving properly. What I'm saying is maybe it's a maybe it's a cry for help how she was mistreated. She sure. I she's got some issues. Maybe she needs to sit down and resolve those issues instead of doing it this way. Right. That's what I said. Assuming that this stuff happens, it's, it's still not a good look to handle yourself in this situation like this. Because one, right, you're going to, uh, sir, I, of, I heard what you said. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. But you're going to blackball yourself out of whatever it is you work in. You're an actor. There's a reason why ain't nobody fucking with you. And it's not because you're not a good actress. Yeah. Because you're a loose cannon. Say that again, Sean. I'm reading on Wikipedia. It says that she she was fired uh, from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air due to a violation of contract that resulted when she became pregnant. Uh, The pregnancy and and birth of uh, Nikki was worked into the plot of the show. Uh, So at least that's, you know, that's why they're saying she was let go. But, of course, I know Will has said that there were problems with her long before that. They probably were. But again. Gotta play your position. Yeah, you, you think if you can't be, play your position, we will get someone who can. Yeah, if you think you're gonna be bigger than the star, that that don't want never happen. Like you might you might just take your L and just say, Okay, I'm done. Let me go do something else instead of just let me go and attack Will Smith. You you gotta understand Will Smith is the was the man. You gonna attack the man of the industry? What do you think the industry going to st- stand behind? Well, <laughs> they're banking on that nigga. They ain't going to bank on you. Well, not so much anymore, though. But um, he your point got statement. $90 million from Netflix for some bullshit movie. He still paid. What are you talking about? And again, if she was being mistreated, I'm not saying she was or wasn't. I wasn't there. But when she attacked him, you know, personally, yeah, you actually wasn't shit in uh, that concussion movie. Really? Come on, man. I'm just saying, maybe the woman's got. Maybe this is a, her way of crying for help. <laughs> she used to call okay. up Doctor Phil and handle that stuff for you in private. Yeah, get us, get us well, psychiatrists. Hey. And then she didn't she go at Jada back when the Oscar thing. She, yeah, she went. Yes. <laughs> Jada was her hands. She better step off of Jada. Went off of Jada though. Jada <laughs> will come for her. <laughs> Jada it was, was about concussion, which which now she has a point that his accent was a little little uh, off in that movie, but. Wow! But where's her? <laughs> where's her movie? It was. Well, no, the I thing agree. is, where, where's her work so we can compare how she's doing? She don't have any. <laughs> like, come on, get. <laughs> <laughs> if you when I say shut up and boss up. I'm sorry. Who said that? Who did say that? That's what you did. I stole it from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying that's what we say. But, you know, come on, man. You can't just be the guy on the outside throwing shots all the time. This has been going on for years with her. Like, Wendy, okay, go do something else with your life. Why You don't need to be calling your ex-worker a media hoe and an asswipe. No, that's, that's not, not even just as a woman. As a, She's an older woman. You're, a, you're supposed to be setting the tone. Is this the tone? <laughs> this ain't even no battling. You're just out here talking crazy for Attention. I was gonna say DNA, but I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna disrespect him like that. But I don't. Know. And Viv, man, 
you 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 a part of the legacy for three years at least. Come on, and that show still is, is comes on all you know all the yeah. time. So I hope she gets a little check off of that. I'm sure she does. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably the way they got them contracts <laughs> getting a damn thing. <laughs> That's probably why she hasn't done. It. She's I'm sure she paid off of it. She doesn't need. She probably doesn't anymore. Uh, so she, she probably feels what? like. She, Probably doesn't need to work anymore if she well, She won't. <laughs> yeah, that's why she ain't working. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there you go. Shout out to uh, Sky Bay. I guess. Can I, just, <laughs> I guess I'm the kind of person that when people start this, rather than put them down, I'd rather find out what's going on with them. Maybe they need help. Right, rather right. than just scorn them and all that. I mean, I feel sorry for her. I don't feel... I mean, she's foolish, but damn, it's a cry for help to me that she's going out. should reach out going to her. Well, well, I should reach out to her? Yeah. I'd love to. That's what I'm you should. Um, on this <laughs> subject of reaching out to people, <laughs> crying for help, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the comic industry... Uh, there's a writer named Peter David who has apparently set up his own GoFundMe page. Really? I know who there's, that is. Peter, what's this page about? Well, apparently Peter David has some IRS troubles. Uh, back in the day, Peter got married. He did a TV show called Space Cases that I never heard of. He got a real fat check from it. Didn't know things weren't going well with the wife. The wife took half the money and hmm. you know sued him for divorce. So... Peter was aware of this, and he, the IRS came calling. He said, look, man, you owe us a little taste. You never did anything about it. Now they came today, and Peter's like, I owe them 88 large. So, and according to Peter, let me, let me get the numbers right here, and this is a direct quote. I have 5,000 Facebook followers. If they each sent $10, I'll get me halfway there. I got 13,000 Twitter <laughs> followers. If they each sent 10, I'd be in the clear with Money to pay any taxes due on the new income. Do you want to get something for the money? Fine. Send a check to my PL box and send something with books, and I'll sign them and send them back to you. Hmm. Now, if you read the entire posting, the guy's got a bit of an entitlement attitude here. Yes. And, <laughs> and also, when, when you have... Now, this is just an opinion. When a person sets up a GoFundMe, it's usually for something... You know, life-threatening beyond your control. This, <laughs> this is something he did on his own. You know, I don't know how long ago he got divorced, but reaching out to your people like that because of something you did. Now, again, I don't know if Peter is aware of this, uh, but if you owe the Uncle Sam eighty-eight large, <clears throat> they do have programs and comp- you know, offers and compromise that you can reduce that shit by a whole lot. And work it out. So he may not be aware of this, but the fact that he's out there, you know, hitting it up like that, that's not a good look. Uh, Mark, I'm going to assume he probably owed more than that 88 and got it down to 88. Uh, I mean, that may be true, but I'll for sure. I mean, did anyone hear of the Space Cases show? No, nope. I never heard of it. But I, I've exactly. heard of him before. I know who he is. So. I, I know, I know, I know who he is I'm not mad at him. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not mad at him, but it's just not a good <laughs> it's look. A, it's, it's a hella hustle. I ain't gonna lie on that. That's hey, a hustle. Uh, Tommy, wow, so much, Tommy and the rest of these cats, they be out here doing it. Uh, he, it's a good cause. I mean, if he's got some IRS problems now, personally, I think he could easily probably raise that if he just offers, like, here, let me write a story. Or I see he's got all these books and shit. I mean, he maybe he should he should write like a here. Let me write this book for y'all or something. I don't know, but he's what he's got like seventeen thousand dollars so far. So I mean, his people, yeah, damn, about, his people are showing up. Yeah, people show up for him. As you say, they they go on cold for theirs. Hey, <laughs> I'm saying, I ain't mad at him. You know, do hey, do you? Hey, he he's probably not worried about the look. He worried about getting eighty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> damn, how I look. <laughs> But I hear what that's, you're saying. I mean, but hey, that's fucked up. He ain't getting my money, but hey. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. Well, I can't do it for you. I just don't believe in subsidizing people's foolishness. Exactly. Yeah, I just say it, you don't have to at be at this level of. Yeah, it is foolishness, but again, he knows which lie. He got people that got his back, apparently. Uh, and that's why they got these types of the websites. Uh, like I said, we see, I see them all the time. Personally, people be help really? me, yeah, help me get my car fixed. Help me <laughs> what? get these breast implants. Uh, you know, help me buy some titties. Help me okay. fight with well, my man Tommy Sotomayor. Help me fight the good fight. <laughs> What's a good fight, nigga? Well, help me help just get me this, raise these kids. Yeah, Somebody got to raise these kids. Yeah, let me get this fifty thousand, and then I'll explain it to you. So I mean, it it is what it is, man. Somebody got to pay. Somebody's paying. Yeah, I would have. Who the people you 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 should be mad at is if you go on click on the the GoFundMe and it show you all the people who put the money in. That's who you need to be mad at. You don't want to be mad at the guy sitting there who's taking advantage of the game. Take the people who's paying into it because they're the ones that actually are putting the money on this. Uh, if somebody, I can't hate the, I can't hate the player. Can't hate the game either, really. GoFundMe, GoFundMe allows. Oh, wait, let me ask you a question. If Wesley Snipes had to put up a GoFundMe page to get out of that tax trouble, would, would you feel the same way? If it was during the blade, I would have put money in. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, do it, do it for the coach. Wow. That's my, my man, Wesley. I'm down for what? We, you need some help? I got, I got ten on Tricking. that, homie. I got ten on that for my man. That's called true. That's called who? <laughs> Nothing. No. No, what you say you say it's called tricking. Yeah, you might, you yeah. Want, you might want to stay out of urban. Uh, huh? You might want to get off of those terms and just stay speak English, sir. Well, that that, that am I incorrect? Yeah, it's not really tricking. Uh, he's not tricking you out of your money. That's not what that. Okay, that's that's I'm not sure. how you use it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. <laughs> if you say so. Just stay. You you are an educated brother, over fifty. He, them terms ain't for you. That's for the kids. First off, I'm not over fifty. That's for the kids. Stay, leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> Me thinks thou doth protect, but uh, yeah, yeah whatever move. you said, that's right. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Ashley Peter love to not know. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, but yeah, shout out to Peter David. Hopefully, he gets out of his problems. Tax man ain't playing around, brother. Shit. I'll buy him a sandwich. Where, where's a, <laughs> where's a Marvel? Don't he work for Marvel? Or didn't he used to do some stuff for Marvel and stuff? He's he's still out there. Yeah, I think he's doing some Marvel stuff. Yeah, man, you better go on and sign that exclusive contract. <laughs> go 
over there and write that group, that group yeah. miniseries. I can see him now. We need and some he just new characters. I'm a convention, signs them off, and boom. Q, your your connection kind of going in and out or something. Yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> I can't hear what you're saying. I said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, your connection is going in and out. We cannot hear what you are saying. So I don't know what's going on. Oh, he said that too, David. <laughs> yeah, Trump saw the videos. Hilarious. All right. Well, let's see. What else can we get into here uh, as we as we move? Oh, uh, I don't want to bring up uh, my man. Uh, God, I can't think. Uh, Whedon. Josh Whedon, right? Uh, Josh, they, what do you do they, they announced he is going to be writing and directing the Batgirl movie. Batgirl, Batgirl. Uh, I, hey, I'm a Josh Whedon fan for the most part, so I'd very be curious if if he's writing it, just pretty much giving him the whole thing. I think it'd be good because he he generally does good stuff when he's in control of it. I know people are going to point to Age of Ultron and say that. That was Marvel. The reason why that film wasn't as good as the first one. However, Joss came out and said he didn't handle the situation right. And at the same time, you got to look at, um, I think there was a whole lot put into Civil War. And you saw how the Russos dealt with it and it turned out an excellent film. So I, I, I'm a little... Uh, iffy on this because you know hey Josh we, we saw you at your worst with Ultron but at the same point you're only going to be dealing with just bad girls so this actually probably could turn out well yeah but I mean that's one project <clears throat> out of many that he shines man I mean I think Ultron has got whether he did something wrong there's too many people in the pot on that you can look at it and see there's too much going on but I mean when you normally look at his work his stuff is tight like uh, what was that horror movie he had? Um, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. I thought that was a, written very well. Uh, I'm a fan of Fire, uh, the Firefly, particularly the movie Serenity. It's one of my favorites. First Avengers, obviously. Buffy. I don't watch Buffy, but I mean, there are people who just can't get enough of that universe. Uh, and then he wrote uh, the X Men book, right? Astonishing X Men. I give him props Which for that. Which was tight. So I mean. All of his other stuff is on is on point. You know, one bad thing was still highly successful at the box office. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> they made they made bank on that. But so, I think so. He's he's still well, good, yeah. and he's great with women characters. Obviously, that's sort of his thing, right? And unfortunately, that's where the SJWs are are giving DC the side eye. Um, currently, the Batgirl book is heavy uh, women empowering heavy feminists and they're already saying why the hell did you get this man to do this film oh god hey I'm just reporting the news like Trump and why I, I don't why shouldn't they be upset why should they I I know that I wanted Black Panther to be directed by a black male so I don't why I shouldn't re- women would want Batgirl the first one out the gate to be directed by Q, seriously. Pay your damn bill, man. Wait, are you listening? Are you on some sort of wireless thing or something? Every other word cuts out, so we can't really hear what you're saying. Nothing has changed with what I'm doing. I, I saw me back in. Yeah, why don't I call you back? Because we just can't hear you. So I mean, I don't know if anything's changed, but it's not gonna work if we can't hear you. Let me call you right back. 
All right. Um, but go ahead while I bring him in. Some, go ahead. Anybody else got a comment on that? You know, I don't know. You, you know, there seems to be outrage of, well, this, this book is about Batgirl, so it should be written by a woman. That is a flawed premise. Hello? Hello, sir. We can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Uh, can I pick up where I left off? Or was yeah, go else? ahead. Please, go ahead. I was simply saying that I don't, I try <laughs> and so if I was upset would have been upset by a well or a email directing <laughs> Black Panther. Man, Q, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what's going on with your line, but we, we just, you can't really hear what you're saying. You're cutting off every other word, man. So for the sake of the listeners, uh, I don't know if you can hook in a different way or something. Um, but yeah, it's just hard to understand what you're saying. Quit downloading prom at the same time, man. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I guess uh, you can have that argument, obviously. Um, but I just think that this is a guy who's been proven to do female characters very well. Um I mean, yeah. he's got a track record. You know, yeah. he's got a very strong track record. You know, so based on his gender alone, that's that should disqualify him from doing this this project. Well, the thing yeah. is, it's not so much the fact that Batgirl is a woman that they're they're speaking to that they're speaking to the fact that currently um, one of the Batgirl is on one of her best runs as a, a book. Well, it is. Prob- yeah, I, I got to think back. I'm like probably in the 40s or 50s. It probably did. It probably sold better. But I mean, creatively, um, it's a, it's on one of his best runs. Although me personally, I like um, what was her name? Uh, the Asian girl. What was? Come on, Mark. What was her name? That Batgirl. Oh, oh, Cassandra. Yeah, Cassandra Kane. Yes, Cassandra Kane wasn't having it. Yeah, I like. I wish it was her, but right now, Batgirl is having, by most industry standards, as well as by the the fan and uh, subscribers, is having one of his best creative runs ever. And it's very, even though it's, I believe it's done by men too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they feel it's very female empowering, as well as a feminine uh, feminist message to it. And they think that since, well, we don't have a lot of uh, female directors uh, that get an opportunity with a blockbuster comic book themed film that especially with this character that's doing all of these that are addressing all of these type of themes and issues in the book, it should be a female. I see their point, but it's just we. <laughs> that's all I can say to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I understand the point, too, but the thing about it is, man, you want the best person for the job, period. Exactly. So exactly. if there's a woman who brings to the table what Josh Whedon does, then I say, yeah, you hire them. But this Josh Whedon, this guy has a track record. He understands this genre. He's created characters. Uh, he does it well. So I don't understand the, the issue. To me, some uh, people that may have that issue, don't don't go see the movie. You know what I'm saying? That's as simple as that. So don't, don't, don't go see Ghost in the Shell either. That was not done by a woman. Uh, wasn't created by a woman, but again, uh, I, I just don't really see the see the point of that. Go create your own situation. Then I saw, it ain't mad, it ain't, it ain't mad at you, but it's Batgirl. It's part of DC. They own that. They're gonna do what they want to do. <laughs> if it makes the most money at the box office by putting his name on there, then that's what they're gonna do. It's a business. 
There was a movie a few years ago, I forget what it was called, I for, and, and the guy won an Oscar for it. So I think it was Dallas Buyers Club for uh, playing a transsexual. And a lot of people got, got up in arms, well, get a real transsexual to play that role. That's not how it works. That would have been the guy that that that, that played uh, Robin. His name escapes me right now. Not Robin, uh, Batman or it wasn't Batman. Joker. Damn, there we go. <laughs> Jared, Jared Leto. Damn. Yes. And the thing is, when people say these things, you know, so and so should do this because of gender. So that pretty much says, okay, fine. Then a woman can't direct Iron Man. Okay, I'm okay with that. No. No, if she's the best for the you know for the gig, go do it. Fuck. I mean, probably right now the I don't say best. Well, I guess the best female director is probably um, wasn't it Catherine Bigelow, probably. And you know, I don't know what her asking price is these days. Or well, I would, well, I, I'm not familiar with her. What's the lady who did? Um, damn, Ava De Niro. What's her name? Duvernay. Yeah. Yeah. Duvernay. But uh, hey. It is what it is. The mo- I hope the movie is good. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Real quick, before we get out of here, we want to make sure we talk. Uh, did you guys see the Spider-Man uh, Homecoming trailer? Yes. What did yes, you think indeed. of that? What did you think? Uh, you know, I like it. I'm, but I'm going to tell you, I'm a little thrown by um, the costume. It's, it's more of the Clone Saga Ben Riley costume a little bit, hmm. which, is, which is okay, which is okay. But there's also the whole premise of him being taken out of the MCU after this. You know, I don't, I don't know if I like that. Well, yeah, this is deal with the trailer. <laughs> for for me, I, I I'm a little concerned. I, I know. I go ahead and trust in Marvel. I know they probably got ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty writers to look over that script and make sure that it's just absolutely on point because there's just so much money to be made on the first MCU Spider-Man. But from what I saw in the trailer, which a lot of people said was too much, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm a big fan of the whole, um, you screwed up and do you know how to be a hero storyline that they're showing us in the trailer? Um, I know they're probably going to knock it out of the ballpark, but like right now that ain't what I want to see. Hmm. All right, now I know Sean ain't seen it, so I'm not going to even ask. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I would say this: I, I like the trailer personally. Um, what did I really like about it? I, I like Spider-Man uh, in action. Uh, not that they showed anything yes. that he hasn't shown before in a Spider-Man, but it just looks great visually. It looks it looks good to me. Um, what I didn't care for, not that I didn't like, I do feel that they kind of showed a look. A little too much in the trailer. I understand why they do that, but it just kind of makes it. You kind of like you can look at that and kind of see what the movie's going to, how it's going to flow. And I didn't. I don't like. I don't want to see anymore. I'm like, I'm going to go to this movie. I don't need to show me too much. Um, but it looks great. Like, uh, you know, Tony Stark, Iron Man is in it. I know some people kind of have a problem with that. I mean, it was the whole Which point. I don't get. That's the whole point of them bringing them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe is to have all the characters in it. So, I mean, that's it what we just want. Be a cameo. Exactly. It, it, it could be. I probably. I feel like this is a. It's just as much as a Robert Downey movie. I mean, listen, they're not gonna make a Iron Man movie. They ain't paying them that. So, they got to put them in other movies. 
so I don't have a problem with it per se. I think that I think all Marvel movies going forward should be team ups with different characters. That's just me. Uh, the only thing you, I would question, real quick, the only thing I would question though, and hopefully they deal with this in the movie, is why he is Spider Man. Um, it seems like he's, there's no indication of Uncle Ben, and I, and remind me, I can't remember what explanation he gave in Civil War about why he was doing what he's doing as Spider Man. So I'm just curious, like, what's his motivation to be Spider-Man? If you take away, and I'm assuming they've taken away the Uncle Ben aspect, that would be the only question I really have about this movie. Uh, because then it's like you're sort of you're changing his character. So I'm just curious how they plan to handle that and how they're going to address that because he's already Spider-Man. Um, so I'm Maybe just, it already happened. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, especially since he came and visited uh, in Civil War and he was flirting with uh, Aunt May. Sure, Maybe it already it's happened. Not, that's why. Well, no, I mean, it, I know it already happened, but I'm trying to remember, does he ever explain why he is Spider-Man or is, are they just sticking with it's because Aunt May, uh, excuse me, Uncle Ben died? We're not going to obviously show that to you or I seem like yeah. they it seems like they took it seems like they it's not why he's Spider-Man, but maybe I'm mislooking at it or something. Hopefully they're they're not going to do the DC and say we need to kill uh, Uncle Ben again so you can know why Spider Man oh, is Spider. I'm so tired of origins being retold, man. Damn. Now am I the only but, one? Wrong? I don't know if Q is still in here. If we can hear him, but does it? Didn't this seem like there is no Uncle Ben, or there hasn't there wasn't an Uncle Ben to begin with? Or am I? Missing? Can you hear me? There he is. Yeah, we hear you. Go ahead. You hear me fine now? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, you just asked a question. The answer is Uncle Ben was not brought up in um, Civil War. And uh, I, I <clears throat> made a post about that, and I've been getting people been getting at me about it. That um, <laughs> For me, it's a, it's a problem that, uh, that Tony Stark looks like he's going to be a surrogate Uncle Ben. And I'm like, no, Uncle Ben deserves better than that. And uh, I, I, for one, am sick of seeing Tony Stark. He's a dope character, but enough already. So, um, no, yeah, they need to bring Uncle Ben into the foreground, at least in flashback or something in his homecoming. I would disagree. I mean, at, at this point, you know, we've seen him die twice on film. People know the story. I don't, I, I don't think that they need to show, you know, supposedly his motivation via Uncle Ben. That's just my opinion. I mean, at this point, we all know. There's probably 10-year-old kids that already know. Uh, and as far, I mean, I, I don't think that... Stark is being a, uh, a surrogate. It's, um, it's like uh, I've seen it during the Civil War. Um, Stark was a mentor to Peter Parker. I mean, they're both genius level uh, IQs and they can relate with each other with technology and science. So I just see it as them bonding. Uh, he's seeing like, hey, there's somebody just like me, just as smart as me, who built stuff. That, that's one who I want to aspire to be. I don't think that he's going to be, I don't think he's replacing Uncle Ben in any stretch of imagination. Well, the question, was there even an Uncle Ben? Because no. he couldn't have been an old man because that Aunt May is definitely not an old woman. So it was just a younger guy who got killed? Or is that not even the motivation to begin with? Is he just Spider-Man for some totally unrelated reason? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, so I do have a thing for Marissa Tomei, but she's way too young to be Aunt May. Well, it, it, again, it seems like it's a whole different Spider-Man, possibly. That's kind of what I'm getting at. If there's not the uh, with great power comes great responsibility line, then what is it that makes him want to be that? And what, you do know. 
And is that a whole different character at that point? I do think we're going to see that because we saw a lot of scenes with, uh, they're not calling him Ganke, but for God's sakes, he is Ganke. Uh, I forget what his name is in, in, in the um, movie, but um, we see a lot of scenes with him and his, his friend. So I, I, I got to think they're going to kind of touch on his background in some way, shape or fashion in one of those moments. Because it's almost as if he's still learning to be Spider-Man, right? At least that's what they get. I get from the trailer. So it's like oh. he hasn't been. He's only been Spider-Man just kind of on his own, but he hasn't been the spider Spider-Man. He's just getting the suit and different stuff. So I'm like, how long has he been doing this as a child? And so did that traumatic thing just happen? The, the, the other thing I have, all the reason I have a problem with Stark being in this so much is that Peter Parker is one of the world's, re, well, okay, one of Marvel Universe's renowned scientific minds. So I keep hearing, Stark keeps coming and saying, oh, you need an upgrade, you need an upgrade. Peter Parker can handle that on his own. Peter Parker doesn't have the money to handle it on his own. Then let <laughs> let Stark fund him. But but in the books, Peter Parker was he made web shooters on him. He didn't have Stark's money. No, yeah, but if you, you're true. going from web shooters to whatever um, costume that Stark gave him. That's I think that's kind of different. If Peter Parker was capable of creating the technology Stark could do, then they would have shown that in the comic books by this point. But didn't didn't Peter Parker develop the costumes he wanted in the book? Yeah, but it's not the same costume. They just they, we've established that Stark gave him that costume. That's what I'm saying. Why did they have to write it that way? Why couldn't Parker do it himself? It's a different costume. Like you see all the different technology. It's like all the armor, uh, the technology that he gave the Avengers, like um, Captain America with the magnetic thing that flipped, that brought the uh, shield back to him, and the stuff that he gave uh, Black Widow. I mean, it's a it's not the same costume that we've I'm seen saying, in the... I, I'm clear about that. What I'm saying is it's Parker, let's start give Parker all of the resources to create it, create it himself. He's a smart kid. Let I want to see that part of his character come through as opposed to Stark saying, here you go. Here you go. But, but <laughs> Spider-Man has never had a costume like that before. What does that matter? I don't understand. You said, why couldn't he make it? And I'm saying he's never made a costume like that. That's so. So you, so you, but you can still write it that way. Well, the writers yeah. make all this up, you know. Well, obviously they've changed it because they are showing you that it is Tony Stark who gives him the visual, you know, somewhat classic-looking Spider-Man, and but and then it also has got all these other, you know, tech gadgets applied to it as well. And then he even takes it back, I guess. And then he goes back to some underage-looking costume <laughs> or something. So it, it's, it's just a different take on it, obviously. They can't do the same thing they've just done with these pr- previous movies just from a year ago. So they kind of have to go a different route. And, of course, they have to bring in other characters from the Marvel you know, movies because that's the whole part of the deal. So, I mean, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. is in there because he's banked. And they're going to stack the deck. <laughs> It's too much riding on it. Uh, so I, I get why he's in it. Uh, is it a yeah. little much? Yeah, but this, we want to connect the universe, and he's the top dog of those movies, and they're going to have to put him in these movies. So that's just the nature of the game, I guess, at this point. Well, also, you know, since apparently this will be the last time they get to use Spider Man, 
you may as well just get your guy in there as well and get those numbers up because Spider-Man's going back to limbo. Well, he's, he's, in, gonna, he's in Avengers oh. Infinity War. Too. Oh, okay. And they're doing a sequel. They said after the Homecoming sequel that there's just, that's the speculation. Yeah, I would imagine if all things go well and this makes money, they, they just re-up that deal and you know, walk away from chips. Well, but, I didn't you know, read Sony could um, be like, you know what, we just use this to help build up our shit and then we can walk and Spider-Man is built up. We don't need them no more. Let's get this money. I did read, maybe this is already common knowledge, but in, I think it was Entertainment Weekly that after <clears throat> Infinity War, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is done. I wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised. All right. Well, we got to wrap this thing up because uh, it's time. So before we get up out of here, Q-Storm, where can they find you? <clears throat> you can find me at uh, real, R-E-E-L, Q-Storm.com. It's been a minute since so I put video, video up there, but you can check me out there. You can check out the latest episode of The Red Shirts where... My uh, Lieutenant Commander, Big Sexy, and I uh, go into space and discuss um, Wrath of Khan and Space Seed. That'll be a hot one. And you can check me out on QStorm Media Group, the of my Facebook business page, and as Michael Jones on Facebook. All right. Sean Hill, where can they find you? All right. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Hill Street Views, the blog, uh, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com, where I actually have two new articles. Uh, one is uh, the 31st anniversary of Parade. Uh, talk about that album and the one on the 30th anniversary of Sign of the Times. So those are both uh, on the blog. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Sean Hill. All right, Mr. Ampu. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at Pooh. And uh, in about, let's say about 45 minutes, you can find me in Burbank at ESL Studios watching the Madden Challenge. So I'll be covering. Oh, cool. No, it's, it's not. It's not. Oh, it's not? Oh, damn. It's not. <laughs> but duty calls and, you know, check keeps coming in the mail. All right. Hopefully, hopefully the brothers there ain't fighting like they was the Street Fighter. Competition. Yeah, what was that? that right? not a good, that's not a good look. <laughs> oh, what was that? Yeah, I, I didn't see the video, but I saw the caption. What was that about? Now, Q, I'm going to be on my cue here for a second. Q, now all the time you say, this is why we can't, this is, that's why we can't have shit. Because niggas fighting over video games on TV competition. Ugh, stop it. Did it come to blows or were they? Well, it didn't come to blows, but it was so, it was so like, Bitch made behavior. I was like, you're playing games, my nigga. Like, <laughs> first, that the fact that they would even have it so you can make money playing, but y'all acting like this and it's on TV or some sort of TV or whatever. Stop it. Stop it. All right. Uh, big Sexy and Sack. Yeah, there were some beef there. Uh, Twitter, <clears throat> Big Sexy and Sack. Facebook, Mark Wiggins. All right, and of course, you can check us out here at podcastjuice.net. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Podcast Juice, Twitter at Podcast Juice. If you want to contact me directly, you could uh, you can email me, so Michael at podcastjuice.net or at Podcast Juice on Twitter. I probably won't respond to you either, but you can do that. Uh, with that said, work it like a job. We will see you next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>